here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to NFL Week 7 Gambling Preview. My name is Jason Gold. This is Debbie Smalls. I am so excited to get into this slate. Week 7, we finally made it. This is episode 112 of Gambling with Gold. Steph, how are you doing on this Wednesday morning? I'm good. I can't believe it's already week seven. We were waiting for football. Now we're like almost halfway halfway through the season. So a little bittersweet, but I'm excited to talk about this slate. I am so excited for this slate and excited to talk about a little Thursday night football. Before we get to that, I want to let you know a little bit about Daily Dozen that we have going on right now. Last night, we did our first two times multiplier, gave away 2400 bucks. We got $1,200 on the line tonight. However, we're giving you a free bingo square so make sure you smash the over on Luka Doncic, over 0.5 points tonight. Hopefully it'll get you closer to winning some cash with us. Use the code Daily Dozen as you see below for a $12 bonus if you've never played with us before. We also have two giveaways that are going on this week for Sunday Night Football 7 Stakes and Monday Night Football 7 Stakes. We're giving away a Deontay Johnson signed jersey for Sunday Night Football 7 Stakes. More information on that coming to our socials soon. And then also for Monday Night Football, we are giving away a Darnell Mooney signed jersey. All you have to do is text the code MOONMAN to 310-564-7176 for a link to that contest. Once you enter, all you have to do, you win the contest, you win the jersey. Simple as that. All right, let's jump into Thursday Night Football. Week 7, the New Orleans Saints plus 2 at the Arizona Cardinals. Total set at 44. What do you think of this game it should be one of the better thursday nights given what we've seen the last two weeks but still two teams that are two and four and not really so hot on the season it's not really saying much considering what we've seen in thursday night football it's interesting i think that the saints are a little bit banged up whereas if they weren't and maybe if it was winston i might have something else to say i don't know about these arizona cardinals though like they were only able to produce like 315 yards and nine points on the road versus seattle um, I understand Seattle's been better than we expected this year. Arizona's decent against the run, so that should help them here. Uh, I think the Saints can keep it, keep it close. I don't really like the spread. I don't like the number on this one. So the, what, the thing that we've seen so far this year on Thursday Night Football, and honestly all the island games, is you take the home team, you take the favorite, and you take the under. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm supposed to be on this, but – I don't trust Arizona at all. We've talked about mm-hmm. King, Cliff Kingsbury incessantly this year about how terrible of a coach he is. Kyler Murray doesn't look right. Now Hollywood Brown is out. I know you get DeAndre Hopkins back, and we've seen the stats with Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins. So I expect the Arizona offense to get better as the season goes along. Does it happen this week? I don't know. Now you have a cancer in the clubhouse with Robbie Anderson. That's probably not going to go too well. <laughs> But I do like the emergence of Rondale Moore as the number two there. A little fancy pickup. If you can get him, I would trade for him right now. I like the Saints plus eight as a teaser piece. There's lots of ways to pair them this week. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. That plus eight should be an easy cover. And we know that Arizona cannot pull away from anyone. And also, let's be honest, the last two weeks, New Orleans has played really good offensively with a bunch of trash out there. So they put up 26 points against the Bengals. The week before, I don't know how many they put up, like 37 against Seattle. Mm-hmm. I understand you're not playing against the best defenses in the world, but they have shown the ability to score, and you and I both don't trust this Arizona Cardinals defense. So I have a feeling I'm going to end up on the Saints. I don't like it. I think plus eight yeah. is a teaser is the way to go. 
And probably that under 44, I'm guessing, is probably okay. Yeah, I'm with you. And the Saints are 0-2 against the spread on the road, if you like trends. But again, like Arizona hasn't been impressive. Saints are also on a short week. I don't think that Hopkins is going to make the difference this week. You know, you don't just come off and waltz right in and we expect to see Hopkins and Murray. I could be completely wrong, too. But, I mean, the under is definitely a smash here. Minus two. I think I like the teaser with you. I probably can get behind that. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's find some legs to tease that with as we head into the Sunday slate. The New York Giants plus three at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Total set at 42. I did not mean to put the Giants on the board first, just the way that the board broke. Um, Usually, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but if a total is at 42, you usually like to take the road dog. So the Giants would probably be a decent play here. However, I keep saying it. I'm going to keep doing it. Steph's going to keep yelling (laughs) at me about it, but I'm going to keep going down the well. I think this Jacksonville Jaguars team is very confident. They just keep finding a way to shoot themselves in the foot. Meanwhile, this Giants team, incredibly coached. Brian Dayball could lose every game the rest of the year. I still think he should be coach of the year for getting what he's gotten out of this roster thus far. I don't think this is a great matchup for the Giants. I expect the Jaguars to come out and win. Do I want to lay the minus three? Probably not, but I'm going to end up doing it anyways. I'm going to end up on the Jaguars. I'm going to hate it. But if you want to use the Giants as a teaser leg moving from three to nine, I totally get it. I think that's a fair way to play this. Yeah, I think so too. And at first I was shocked, but then when I sat down and thought about it and I always write out what I think the line should be before I go and look at them, I think this line is right here. I think that the New York Giants, regardless of how well they have been coached, like you have to look at the other side. And I know that Jacksonville is coming off of two losses, but there's a lot to like about this Jacksonville team. And they do kind of feel like that team that just hasn't quite put it together because we've seen them be productive on offense. I think the one thing that the Giants... You know, if they're able to really put pressure on Trevor Lawrence, that probably will be their strength in this game because you you saw what happened when his protection breaks down. I don't know. I, you know, I think the teaser piece is right here. If anything, if I did bet on my team, I probably would lean the Giants' money line. Oh, that's where I think there's probably more value. I think they're 3-0 as underdogs. Um, so, you know, this Giants team is interesting. Because it's going to be, I don't know what the conversation is going to be if they start getting to six and one, seven and one, eight and one. Yeah. What are we going to be saying? Um, but again, like their team on paper is, you know, there's not a lot to boast about. It's not not that exciting, but they're fighting through their their second half is awesome. I love Giants second half. They've been very dominant in the second half. I think Jacksonville first half is something to look at too. But again, I think this line is fair. I think this. Might end up being one of the better games actually this week. Yeah. Um, I think that they match up pretty well. And I'm interested to see what Saquon's able to do because Jacksonville's rush deep has been pretty good. All right, let's move on to the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think this line should be? I don't know if you've seen it, but what do you think the line should be between Detroit and Dallas? Yeah, I guess do you think that they're getting is it minus seven or is it moved? Yeah, it's minus seven. Yeah, and I kind of expected to be that way you know I think that comes from Dak being back um I think that this could be a that get right game for Dallas here Detroit stays in games I really like the over in this game I think I think that both of these teams are going to be putting up points unless you know the Cowboys D has one of those great showings that they're capable of I think this line should be more like five I don't know about the seven there um but I guess I'm a little bit lower on the Cowboys than most as well so I actually think it's going to take Dak a little bit of time to work back into the offense. Now, he gets a great spot with the Detroit Lions in their defense. However, the Lions were very banged up going into that New England game. One of the reasons why they got smoked there and New England had a great plan 
They have a week off. They come off a bye. You're going to get a minor St. Brown back. You're going to get DeAndre Swift back. The offensive line is still one of the best units in football, which should neutralize what the Dallas Cowboys want to do defensively. And again, what we saw last week from the Dallas defense was they finally went up against a really elite offensive line. Mm -hmm. And Micah Parsons had zero sacks. He didn't really get to the quarterback, completely neutralized, and they didn't cover. So I anticipate that the Detroit Lions will come in here. I think they'll be able to cover the plus seven. I think Dallas will win uh, over under. I'm torn on because I think the Lions offense will find success. I think the Dallas Cowboys will find success against this Detroit defense. 49 is a lot, but we do love the Lions over. So I would lean towards that side as well. I think I got it at 47 and a half. I don't think I took it at the 49. I think I got it early. I think I have have four. Maybe it's a 48. I'd have to go back and check. Um, 49 is a lot, but we've seen Detroit in these games. Like they're able to score a lot of points. And I think Dallas can respond. I'm kind of leaning on the Lions here, it might be interesting. They maybe they can beat them. I think they I think they have the capability to. It's just their defense is gonna have to really step up. All right. Uh this might be a good time to talk about Survivor then because Dallas is squarely in the square in the mix mm-hmm. if you want to play Survivor this week if you're still in your contest because everybody has been knocked out <laughs> at this point. So the way that I usually like to play Survivor, if you can game the system this way based on who you have left, I like to take all the teams, you eliminate every team that's a division game, you eliminate every road team, and you eliminate any spread under six, which leaves you with five teams this week. Dallas, Cincinnati, Vegas, Miami, and New England. And of those five, the way that I had it power ranked was Dallas or New England tied for Mm -hmm. one. Depends on how you feel about Detroit. Uh, Third was Miami depending on the Tua situation against the Steelers. Steelers coming off a win, I think it'll be a good spot for Miami in that offense against the Steelers' defense. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. Fourth, Las Vegas. I don't think that you can really trust them. I know Houston, but Houston's a little frisky. And then fifth would be Cincinnati, just because I think that they're going to end up beating the Atlanta Falcons, but I don't want to go against the Atlanta Falcons in anything right now. They look too good, so they would be my fifth choice. So really, it comes down for me, Dallas or New England. Do you have an opinion on which side you would choose there for Survivor? I think I trust New England more. I, you know, I think that this this game, Dallas and Detroit, you know, I I could see Detroit winning. Like it wouldn't be shocking to me. It would shock me if Chicago beat New England. Like I think that Chicago is has so much dysfunction. There is so many problems there. I think that New England's defense is also so strong. And unfortunately, like we see what Justin Fields, they haven't able like to be able to protect him at all here. So I lean New England here. I think New England has something going with Zappy. I think that they've, they've looked good. So uh, probably wait to use Dallas till maybe Dak. I can see him in full health. Cause we don't know how much, yeah, you know, exactly. what he's going to look like exactly yet. So maybe Detroit's able to capitalize on that. So I think I like new England this week. I think that's a good pick. I think that's the way that I would lean as well. All right, let's get to Green Bay Packers minus five at the Washington commanders. Total is set at 42 Taylor Heineke. Season. I think it's an upgrade over Carson Wentz. What do you think? I I like Washington plus five. I don't even care. I wish that this number was a little bit bigger, but you know, Green Bay has struggled stopping the run. Maybe Green Bay's defense could kind of pull it together this game, but what it comes down to is I think the Packers look like shit. I think they're they're not a good football team right now. And whereas if you asked me a couple weeks ago if I thought they were gonna pull it together, I'd be like, Yeah, it's Green Bay, they'll figure it out. 
I don't know if this team's going to figure it out. And I don't know if a wide receiver makes a difference. I think it's a little overstated that he has no weapons. You're Aaron Rodgers, figure it out. Like you, you have enough bodies on the field. You got to figure it out. They've got to get their running game going. I, you know how I like the Heineke falls into the science experiment. Like Heineke is coming. He hasn't started yet. We haven't seen him. They tend to do really good. They're at home. It's a field that Heineke knows. Heineke already knows these guys. He knows this playbook. It's not really much to just waltz in there and beat Green Bay, who just lost to the Giants and the Jets and looked really crappy doing it. So I like Washington. Washington might even find itself in my under, like my underdog money line parlay here. Um, Green Bay has to win this game, or I don't know what is going to go. They have no excuse. On paper, their defense looks so beautiful. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. Well, Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator, shouldn't be a defensive coordinator yeah, anymore <laughs> in the NFL. It's a joke it's that terrible. he's still employed by the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, I have some concerns about betting against the Green Bay Packers in this situation. Roger said, all right, we need to simplify the playbook. Let's get back to basics. I think that may really help them. Everything else about this Washington Commanders team, it just scares me. Like, maybe it's just the Carson mm-hmm. Wentz stink. Maybe it'll be better with Heineke. But none of the parts really fit together. I don't trust Ron Rivera. There's too much turmoil going on. All the Snyder news coming out this week should be a yeah. massive distraction for the team. Um, so I, I have my concerns. It probably won't make the board for me. I do think the Commanders plus five is the right side. I don't want to bet the Packers in this game at all. I just have my concerns about getting in front of Green Bay at this point when they simplified the offense and all of the turmoil sw- swirling around Washington right now. Yeah, Washington's a disaster. Not not the stadium that I think I would want to be at this weekend. Not the game I'm going to be tuning into. Not really interested again outside of probably Washington. Maybe plus five might find its its way onto my card, but probably will end up being one of those under, underdog money line plays just because of how Green Bay has played. But I hope for Green Bay that they kind of pull it together. It's a little bit embarrassing at this point. It is completely embarrassing. But you have the back, you have the back-to-back MVP, and you're putting up ten points at home against the Jets. That is just absolutely yeah. putrid. Figure it out, Green Bay. All right, here we go. Atlanta plus six at the Cincinnati Bengals. Total set at forty-seven and a half. I took the under in this game at forty-eight. I think the Cincinnati Bengals. You've seen every second half they put the clamps down uh, uh, defensively. Atlanta's offense, despite the fact that they scored, well, they scored 21 points last week against the 49ers, which in itself is impressive. They put up 28 total points. Going on the road, they're 6-0 against the spread. I, at some point, something has to give. Either we're way too low on Atlanta as an entire community, gambling community, yeah. or the Atlanta Falcons are, go- are going to start stumbling. Now, yeah. Mariota just went 13-14 against what I think is the best defense in football. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I love to see it, but somebody's got to give. If they win this week, like, are we talking about, like, Atlanta making it to the playoffs? Because I'm pretty sure. I think they're going to win the division then. Because as every week, like, in my notes, too, all I wrote was, what the fuck do we do with Atlanta? Because I don't know what to do with Atlanta here. Like, they're using this very multifaceted running attack. They have Huntley. Algier, like, Cordero's not even there. You have Mariota. We finally saw Pitt's touchdown. And, you know, the Saints were able to run. They had, like, almost 230 yards against the Bengals D. Admittedly, though, Bengals D actually was the weaker spot for them last week. Their offense kind of pulled through, and that's the reason why they won that game. Um, If Atlanta can really get it going against the run and and Bengals D looks the way they did last week, like, I don't know, six six 
points really that much? Not really. I mean, they're covering every week. So I like Atlanta here. I think the Bengals, again, just like not to the same extent as Green Bay, but they got to win this game. Like if the Bengals are going to get going, let's get going. And this is a good spot to do it. I also like the under here a little bit too high for me. Uh, I would say if you want to bet Atlanta, there's minus 105 right now at DraftKings. So I think that Cincinnati is going to go higher, maybe gets to six and a half or seven. I'm yeah. assuming that the, the public is going to come in heavy on the Bengals this week. So if you like Atlanta, pump the brakes, wait until probably Saturday or Sunday, place your bet at Atlanta plus seven if you can get it. It's tough. I, I want to like this Bengals team. They really haven't put it together. They did a little bit in the second half. Offensively, Jamar Chase mm-hmm. finally had his breakout game, and we saw what happened last year when he had his breakout game. He just kept going for the rest of the season. Interested to see if that happens. But Atlanta's defense, I mean, I think that they're trash, and they've been good all year. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing a really good job. Interested to see this game. This is definitely a marquee matchup to watch. I think it'll be a really intriguing game. Um, but wait for that Atlanta plus seven if you want to take that side. All right, let's go back to the same division. Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 11 at the Carolina Panthers. Total is set at 40. 11 points for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a total set at 40 basically implies that Carolina is not going to score this entire game, which to be honest, I could see, but it's a huge line. I don't know who the hell's playing quarterback for Carolina this week. Is it Jacob Eason? Is it PJ Walker? Is it Sam Darnold who's now designated to return? Baker was doubtful last week. I don't know what the hell is going on in this game, but my instinct is Carolina plus 11 at home is probably the right side. Like, I don't, you know, this isn't, we see these type of lines at the beginning of the season. This is just too many points. Like, I I genuinely don't care how stinky Carolina is. They suck, and we all know they suck. They also have an interim coach that just came in. Are they able to kind of pull it together this week, get a full, another week under uh, his belt, coaching there as the head coach? I mean, Tampa was 4-14 on third down conversions. Tom Brady is cussing out his O-line on the sideline. Like, they look like a disaster. And they're another team, like, kind of like, more like Green Bay, where, like, if you asked me a couple weeks ago, I was just saying this, like, yeah, normally Tampa, they don't really get it together till the midseason. Okay, well, we're approaching that, and they don't look good. Like, they, and I don't, you know, they're slowly getting healthier, like, they're just not really pulling it together the way I need them to pull it together to feel confident in them. I love betting on anyone else to win that freaking division. Like Tampa Bay just doesn't look good. 11 points is too much. And, you know, Carolina still has pieces there. I think quarterback is a big issue. Um, obviously coaching is an issue there, but 11 points is too much for me. Not going to do it. Game probably stays under as well. Yeah, I definitely like the under of 40 in that one. All right, let's get to the AFC North. Cleveland Browns plus six and a half. At the Baltimore Ravens, total set at 45 and a half. I bet the over at 45. That Cleveland defense is absolutely putrid. I anticipate that Lamar Jackson is going to rush for about 120 yards this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised to see a big J.K. Dobbins game or another Kenyon Drake game out of the backfield. Uh, On the other side of the ball, Cleveland Brown, their offense, I don't know. New England had a really good game plan for them. Nick Chubb didn't really get going at all. But this Baltimore Ravens defense is not very good. And they've been giving away these big leads. Plus six and a half for a divisional opponent. Every game in the AFC North seems to finish by three points. I think that I'm leaning towards the Browns at that plus six and a half. But I don't feel good about it at all. Yeah, I am too. I don't think the Ravens have shown us anything where they should be that many points in favor over any single team. The second half is killing the Ravens. I mean, you can, I will absolutely be taking Cleveland second half. 
Baltimore somehow just manages to crumble. A lot of it is actually starting to fall onto Lamar, too. He's making these really big, crucial mistakes in the fourth quarter. You saw him do it against the Giants. He he needs to put the team on his back a little bit and be the former MVP that we know. I think that the six and a half is the move here. I also like this to be a very high-scoring game, probably one of my favorite overs of the week. All right, uh, let's get to Indianapolis. Plus two and a half at the Tennessee Titans total set at 42 and a half. Again, that 42 and a half number key if you want to bet on the road dog. I did bet Indianapolis plus three just because they keep pulling games out of their ass, much to my demise. Took Jacksonville plus two and a half last week as a lock and got screwed by the back door. I don't like Alec Pierce. I think he's a great player in fantasy. Matt Ryan seems to love him, but do not like playing against him or betting against him. Tennessee off the bye should be nice and healthy. Derrick Henry should have a good game on the ground. We saw what Travis Etienne did against the Indianapolis Colts defense last week. It seemed to me like they were getting, and even like Hasey was getting involved too. Yeah. They're breaking off 20-yard runs all over the place. So maybe T- Tennessee gets this done at home. I'm a little scared of this game. I think that Indianapolis at plus three or plus three and a half is okay. I think it'll be close and tight. Uh, I still think Tennessee is going to pull off the victory though. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Tennessee will pull this off. And I think because, well, we saw Matt Ryan finally playing better that was because they were able to protect him more than we've seen all season. And he just doesn't do well under pressure. He's he's just old. He's geriatric Matt Ryan. Like, it's not the Matt Ryan that we know and love. And, I mean, the Titans are only allowing 130 rushing yards, you know, fifth in the NFL. And even with – is Jonathan Taylor back this week? Is that what the word is on the I, street? I, I would have – yeah. Even if he's back, I don't know that that really changes my mind. I like this to be lower scoring, but I do like Tennessee to pull this off. All right, let's go to the New York Jets, which is a pick at the Denver Broncos. Settle set at 38 and a half. God, this Broncos team just cannot get it together. I was at the game on Monday night. That second half, Russell Wilson, 13 passing yards. They had 160 yards in penalties. This is just absolutely one of the worst coach teams that I've seen in recent times. You know, there were some – flashes in the first half of Russ getting outside, moving outside the pocket, throwing the ball down the field. Your your boy Dolce Jetty with the first touchdown. I know that you had a nice big bat on that one. Uh, and Russell Wilson now dealing with an alleged hamstring injury, which re- really code for we lost the game in overtime and it was my fault and here's my injury to place blame on. I'm assuming he'll, he will be fine. I'm really tempted to bet on the Denver Broncos at home. The Jets coming off of two straight wins, an impressive win at Green Bay. Now they have to travel to Denver, one of the hardest places in the NFL to play. I really mm-hmm. like this New York Jets team and a lot of these young pieces, but I think that Denver is going to absolutely lock them down defensively in this game. So I'm going to take the Broncos, take a shot in the dark. I don't like doing it, but I think that I have to do it. Yeah, I don't know what to do because Denver's offense is just abysmal. Like, it is so painful. I never want to see Denver in primetime again. I think, thankfully, we don't see them for another two months. I mean, the Jets did beat Green Bay, but again, as we talked about earlier, I think Green Bay is just bad. Like, I don't know that that's really something to get excited about. And I think the Jets, too, you look at who they've played, they're getting a little – there's a little bit of luck with the Jets – um, I personally think more than my New York Giants. I think that they're, you look at the matchups, the, the quarterbacks that they played, and there might be a reason why they're winning these games. And part of that is their defense. So I do think if the Jets are going to pull this off, it's got to be their defense. They were able to sack Aaron four times. You know, they held him to only, what, 270 yards, maybe a little bit over that. So, again, but Denver's hard to play at. I, I might stay away from the, this game entirely. 
Do you think that the fact that Zach, I almost called him Zach Mormon, Zach, <laughs> Zach Wilson played at BYU and played at altitude will help him in this game? And maybe I'm reading too much into the playing at Denver for the first time factor. Maybe, but I think in my head, like, as you were saying that, I think what it comes down to is I just don't think Denver is good. So I have, you know, it's not a good team with an altitude advantage. It's just like, oh, you guys have a slight advantage because of altitude. But again, you're right. Like, Wilson knows that type of environment. So can we really take that into account? This game could get gross, but I don't know how the Broncos get on top. They suck. (laughs) It's a Denver game. It is guaranteed to get yeah, there. That's got, the only yeah. thing that we know about this season. All right, let's go to Vegas. Houston plus seven at the Las Vegas Raiders. Total set at 45 and a half. Texans are frisky. You're going to give me a touchdown. I'm taking them all day. Easy as that. All day. I don't need to even look at this game. I don't need to look at the stats of either. I don't care. You give me a touchdown with Houston. I'm always going to take it. It's the same way if you gave it to me for the Falcons. These are teams that stay in games. Um, and the Texans, they're just fighting all four quarters. They're playing very close games. They're three, one and one against the spread. They're, you know, and the Raiders are not consistent. I, you know, their rush D is good. I think Damian Pierce can get on top of that, though. I, I think that this could be possibly a big game for him. I know they're only allowing four yards per carry, blah, 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 blah. But I, I, the Raiders are just too inconsistent for me. So I think the Texans can stay in this game. They're also coming off of a bye week. So they're very rested. And I think it's a good spot for them, but I'll tell you this. If they beat the Raiders at home, Raiders are so donezo. Like, there is not even a slight hope, no glimmer in anyone's eye. They are screwed. I do kind of like the Raiders minus one as a teaser piece. I think it'll That's end good. probably at, like, six, four or six, something like that. Um, yeah. And interesting, I kind of like the under 45 and a half. Both teams coming off by two weeks mm-hmm. to prepare for each other. I think it'll be slow. Give me that first half under if you get it like 21 and a half under kind of like them both coming out slow all right game of the day for me chiefs at the 49ers chiefs minus three total set at 48 and a half kyle shanahan at home as a dog i don't have to think about it anymore i love this chiefs team i think they are really really confident give me san francisco as a home dog every fucking time i'm doing it give me the plus three on san francisco i can't do it i can't yeah you want to know why because i kind of think that the narrative in everyone's head is that the 49ers are so, some dominant team. And I don't think they've played consistently like that this entire year. I don't know. I I will take the San Francisco probably plus three, to be honest. I think that they can keep it close. But Kansas City looks good. I understand they just lost to the Bills. But the Bills are obviously the best team in football. I don't think that's saying much. Um, they were, I mean, they're held to 20 points. And 49ers D did not look that great last week. So... I like, I, I like the San Francisco plus three because it's Shanahan, because we're at home, but I don't love, like, I think Kansas City could win this game. So give me San Francisco plus nine as a teaser piece. Move through three and seven. Easy. 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 All right. <laughs> Let's get, Seattle plus six at the Chargers. Uh, total set at 51. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me, too. I don't trust the Chargers to beat anyone by six points at all. I like the under 51 in this game, but give me Seattle. Plus six, I already bet it at plus seven. Super easy for me. Yeah, I got the plus seven as well. I think, again, another team just like Falcons against the spread. I'm just, I'm not betting against Seattle right now until they prove, 
prove me wrong. I think that they look like a good team. Their defense, even last week, they limited Arizona to nine points. Granted, Arizona hasn't looked that good, and their offense kind of stinky right now. But I think that Seattle's starting to put it together, which is crazy because I thought they were going to go the other direction. But their defense is now stepping up. Their offenses look good. Geno Smith is doing a great job. I think the Geno Smith thing has to die off eventually, but I keep saying that every week, and now we're going into week seven, and that's not the case. So I like Seattle plus seven. Chargers don't look good. They are nope. very underwhelming. Their defense, does, it's not what I thought we were going to get out of this Chargers team. This total is very high for me, though. I don't know about that. The only thing that I'll say about the total towards the over is that Seattle has played two games in a dome this season on turf. And they they put up, what, 48 on Detroit? That's and then they true. put up 30, 32, I think, against New Orleans. They've been great on turf in domes this season. And that Chargers, the entire team, is just a disaster. They're 4-2. and two. I don't know how that team is 4-2 and two right now. They look absolutely lost a lot of play. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries, too. So give me that Seattle plus six all day. Yeah, I am with you there. All right, two more games on the board. We'll keep it quick for you. Pittsburgh plus seven at the Miami Dolphins. Total set at 45. Miami minus one as a teaser piece. Best bet on the board. I can guarantee that they are going to win this game. Pittsburgh coming off of a win. Absolutely. Miami getting two back. I think that they're going to be in a great place to pull away and get this victory. I like what I saw from Miami in the second half fighting against Minnesota. Put up a ton of yards. I think they're going to put up a, a decent amount of points in this game. Uh, I think that I'll probably take Miami minus seven to debatable. But Miami minus one for sure. Yeah, my, I think minus one too. Love that. I think that Pitt winning says more about the Bucks inefficiencies more than it says anything about Pitt. I think Tomlin's also, you know, it's still Tomlin. It's always hard to kind of bet against him, but there's not much to love about this team right now. I think that they should be able to move the ball, though, against Miami secondary because I think that secondary has been pretty inconsistent. So I think I like the over here, and I like that teaser piece. All right, cool. Last game, Monday Night Football. Again, we were giving away a Darnell Mooney signed jersey for that, so just text 310-564-7176 with the code MOONMAN, and we'll get you into that contest. Chicago Bears plus eight, that the New England Patriots. Total set at 40. Again, for the third time this podcast, total under 42 with the road dog, plus eight. I have to take Chicago at plus eight. That being said, I love New England as your survivor pick, and I love New England minus two as your teaser piece. Again, Best bet, pair that up with New Orleans, pair that up with Miami. I think you got a lot of nice pieces there for teasers. Gosh, Uh-oh. this game. I, listen, New, the New England embarrassed the Browns. Again, Browns have their own issues. They sat for set four times. Chicago's O-line sucks. We knew it was going to suck. I think that, you know, I feel bad for Chicago fans. It's giving me PTSD from the Giants last year. We're an I don't know where they go from here. It's kind of a disaster. Saying that, I think that Chicago probably can cover here. But like you, I do very much like New England Survivor. I, Yeah, might play around. I don't know what that money line looks like. It probably isn't a great number. But, they, you know, New England's just their defense has been great. And I freaking love Zappy. I like that kid. I liked him. I liked him going into the draft. I like him there. I think that they drafted him for a reason. Uh, it'll be interesting what happens once Mac Jones returns to health. I love Bailey Zappi, too. I think he's done exactly what the Bill Belichick scheme needs. Not turning the ball over, making good decisions. I think we'll have a decent night against the Chicago Bears. That number is just much too high. I think it'll be a nice, slow game. A lot of rushing yards on the ground. Chicago gets done plus eight, but New England wins by 
Let's call it seven. Let's make it easy. Yeah. All right. That does it for episode 112, Gambling with Gold, NFL preview for week six. Seth, thank you for joining me. Everybody, good luck on your bets tomorrow night, Thursday Night Football. Watch out for all of our shows. I know that you have an every day as draft day. And a small talks falls this week, answering some mailbag questions. Can't wait to see those shows. Until then, good luck with all your bets. See you guys later. See you guys. Peace.